Networking and marketing made simple is for you, the business owner who has a product, a service, or a message that you believe in. My name is Scott Aaron, and each week we'll take a behind the scenes look into the real world marketing and networking tactics and strategies for getting what you have in front of you to a lot more people. Thanks for spending time with me. And now let's get started. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Networking and Marketing Made Simple. Super excited for today's episode. I have with me uh, actually a good friend of mine that's in a group coaching program that I am in. Um, her name is Maureen Siddiqui, and she is a high performance coach, mostly to women. And what I love about what she does is uh, it's it's all about being transparent, uh, being open, um, but really communication and how key it really is. And I also love that she's certified through uh, the John Maxwell uh, High Performance Institute. John Maxwell is one of the foremost thought leaders. I love all his books. I've seen him speak. I've been literally feet away from him um, and actually been in a luncheon with him as well. So really, yeah, really, really amazing. So with that, Maureen, welcome to today's episode. And thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much for having me here, Scott. So when people hear and I'm going to put this in air quotes for people that can't see it, high performance coach. A lot of people are like, well, what does that mean? So if you had to wrap your arms around your meaning of high performance coaching, how would you define it? So let's let's look at it this way. There's high achievers that are always striving to reach their best and they're, they're hustling, they're bustling, they're maybe not sleeping at night and they're getting things done. But then we've got high performers and what high performers are doing is that how can you maintain so you're not crashing and burning so you're really in there for the long stride of uh, maintaining your energy your confidence level your influence just overall keeping a balanced life because that's really what we're all striving for um so what that's what our clients will work with us on is that rather than always going up 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 and scratch uh, and crashing is like really maintaining it for the long term and sustaining it so that they're all constantly, consistently, you know, showing up as high performers. Now, everyone has an interesting journey of getting into what they got into and finding their passion, finding their purpose. What was that pivotal moment for you in your journey where that spark was lit that has sent you down the path that you're currently on? Yeah, so that pivotal moment is, you know, I shared with you, I am uh, work in the corporate arena. And so what changed for me was that I finally, I was like, now what? I've hit the peak of my career. So now what? And um, I, I follow Brendan Bouchard. And uh, I think, I, I don't know how I learned about his coaching program. I said, well, let me get his high performance coaching. Once I did that, it actually gave me, um, a look at my life in a whole holistic way. And it, it actually expanded my career even further, which I didn't even think there was anything further that I could do in my career, but it took me in whole nother, other levels. So because in that 12 weeks, it had such a profound effect on not only me, but for my manager, my team, I was like, I have to get certified in this. So I got certified in it, you know, been, been, and that's when I, it changed for me. And 2019, I was like, I want to do this. I want to help more women 
who think that they're stuck because they've got kids, a family, and they can only go so far in their career, but they can really open up new levels in whatever success they want to reach in their life and really show up with influence, really show up with that whole self-confidence with courage um, and the utmost clarity of what their high-performing life would look like. So that was my most pivotal moment. And it like lit something up in me. I, that's how, how I can explain it. So a lot of people have a reoccurring theme and story, just as you mentioned, that they don't have what it takes and you know, I'm too busy, I have kids, I have this. What is it about someone's story that is the catalyst for why they don't achieve what they actually should be achieving? Because it's easy for us to make excuses. And then it's also just as easy for us to turn those excuses into reasons of why we want to achieve. So what's what's the, the mindset shift that that someone needs to make to go from excuses to reasons with everything that they have going on in their life right now? It's to go in and go deep, right? I, I really say that we have to go in and we have to go deep in, in within you that what is it that you really want? Uh, we find that most of our clients who are lost or stuck, they don't know what their purpose is or they don't think that it's even possible for them is because they've allowed these thoughts to take over their life because of what their um, current uh, environment looks like. And what they, once they get connected to that, they actually created that environment. And now they can actually, by changing the way they think or how they're being, can now change that entire environment. Then it's a whole nother realm that they can be operating from um, in their life that they start achieving newfound levels of you know, performance that they didn't even know was within them. And um, that's what happens like for all of us where we, we talk about our comfort zone, our growth zone and getting, getting out there. So everything that you have around you is what you have now. But if you want more, something's got to shift, right? To make that happen. So we get very, very clear, get our clients very clear on what, they, what it is that they want. We help them find it. It may not always look like, uh, when they get it, it may not always look like what they originally thought. It may look 10 times better So along the way. So um, but yeah, that's in a nutshell, what it would look like for people who want to get out of that limiting belief. So something interesting about you and, and, um, you believe in, uh, I mean, it's, it's something really important, but you believe that mindset will win over strategy. Yes. <laughs> and, uh, a lot of people will, they may, may, they may disagree because they may say, you know, Marine, well, you know, you have to have a strategy, you have to have this, you have to have that. But if you break that down at the core, it's about your mindset around the strategy, which makes the strategy actually work. So talk a little bit more deeply about how mindset will win over strategy in the long run. So I would put it as you know, you can have strategies all day long, but if you're not prepared for things that may come on the, come in the way, right. May take you completely out, whether it's life circumstances, business circumstances, or anything else that, that may come up, then, I mean, you know, when you're working on something new, uh, I'll start on Monday. <laughs> Everything is like, I'll start on Monday. So how do you overcome that? It all starts with your mindset. 
if you're not working on your mindset, then the chances, especially in the beginning stages of any strategy you're going towards, your chances of falling behind or slowing down or being knocked off you know, into another direction are really high. Our mind is a powerful thing. It's, it likes to stay comfortable. It likes to brush your teeth at the same time, drink the coffee at the same time. It wants all of those automatic things to just be constantly happening. So when you're busting out of that, um, you know, it's going to challenge you. And it's going to say, oh, look, shiny object over here. Oh, look, let's go do that instead. That's what causes procrastination. That's what causes people to not reach their goals. You know, it's, it's all the things. We already know it. It's really paying attention to it and making those changes. So there's something else that I, I love that you talk about, which is the, the, the fact from going from doing it all um, to managing it all. Mm-hmm. And you know, you, you hear the notion of working in your business and not working on your business. And if people are managing and like, they're trying to do it all, they're trying to be every place at every one time doing everything. And then they can't ever manage correctly what's going on. So talk about the shift that people need to go through from trying to do it all to then managing it all. So things start to flow more freely. Yes. I mean, think about Elon Musk, right? Look at far, how far he has gone in his career and in, in his inventions and his aspirations. He's not doing it all. He's holding the space. He may have had the idea, um, but he's managing it all. He's managing conversations. He's managing the meetings. He's managing what needs to happen. So you have to think about that in your life or any, any aspirations that you have is what is it actually that you Uh, love doing, focus on that. The other thing is you can always outsource or inspire others. There are people who like to do certain things. I was just telling you, my daughter uh, loves making websites. So she made the website and uh, yeah, I compensated her because she wanted to get something for herself. But there are people, she's like, mom, I'll do it for you. You know, there are people who will contribute to you if you allow them. Um, So it's really important to start looking at making columns on a sheet, just start, start writing down all the things that you're doing each day and then reevaluating of it. What is it that you need to start doing? I mean, need, you have to do, you love doing, delegate, eliminate, you know, and then automate some things. And then some things you just need to take it out of your life. And we, uh, when we do this with our clients, we go through the cycle of reevaluating quite often because in seasons, things change, right? Summertime, if you're a mother, you've got kids at home. So you got to relook at what all, all is on your calendar. Um, and then, you know, we've got the um, holiday season that comes up. So there's other things that are much more important. So you, you have to be able to be fluid and constantly reevaluate where you are. So stepping into entrepreneurship yourself, you know, being in corporate for as long as you've been in and now being in this entrepreneurial game where you're growing your own business. What would you say is the biggest lesson that you've learned in corporate that you were able to translate over into now growing your own enterprise in entrepreneurship that has helped it grow the way that it has? Mm -hmm. I think the biggest lesson is um, cadences, making sure that you have cadences in place. Um, and making sure that you've got a rhythm going um, in your business as well. So when Alexis and I first came together, we were maybe meeting 
uh, once a week. Then we increased that time, the time that we're meeting. Then as we're meeting more days in the week, we were very structured on Mondays, we're gonna be working on this, Wednesdays, we're working on this, Fridays, we're doing this. So we became more and more structured. If you are, um, I know I'm not one that, I like to be spontaneous. I don't like to have structure all the time, but in some instances, in order for it to work, in order for you to grow, or in order for you to stay on task, those um, structures are important. And I structure in a free time that we can talk about whatever we want now. You know, so do you can create structure around all that sp spontaneity that you would want in your life or in your meetings or in your workplace. So it, there are places to do that if that's something you strive for as well. I think that's really key. So another hot topic that you hear people always talking about is uh, work-life balance. And mm -hmm. the, fu the funny thing behind that is my, my wife, we, we had multiple companies and we had, um, and she started a number of years ago, a house cleaning business from her phone, a remote house cleaning business. And it was called work-life balance because mm -hmm. obviously she wanted to have her cleaners do that. And we ended up closing it. We actually gifted it to one of her top cleaners because we were just moving in a different direction and we wanted to leave her with something. But there are definitely some lies attached to work-life balance. And I know that you love speaking on this. And, and I know it's really important for the listeners to understand that they have to conceptually really dig into actually what work-life balance really does look like. So let's talk about the lies or the myths uh, of work-life balance and what people can do to find some sort of harmony in between their work life uh, and their home life. Mm -hmm. So the, when we talk about work-life balance, there's one thing that's the most important key to work-life balance, and that's communication. Quite honestly, communication is the key to a lot of things, right? Why people start to feel burnt out or why do people feel like things are disbalanced at home is because we don't communicate what it is that we're up to. One of the structures, for example, my husband and I have is that we every week we communicate about what worked during the week and what didn't work. Okay, it sounds maybe a little corporate, but we actually have a candid conversation of like how things are working. And we get into communication of, I'm really, you know, he, he may like, for example, this week, his um, or last week, his manager was out. So he said that I can't take care of dinner. I won't be able to have time to do this and that. So I pick up from there, right? It's in that communication that we create that balance. Even with our children, we have high school, uh, I have an 18 and 15 year old. So we're able to communicate to them that these things need to happen in order for it to work. You have to work as a team. A lot of times I see um, people say that they feel like they're doing it all on their own. They're only doing it all on their own because they, that's a belief that they've created for themselves. And it's, it's not imposing on someone that you have to do this because of this. It's really asking, you know, I have this, something coming up. Is this something that you could help? I don't know how I'm going to balance it all with everything else I have going on. Same thing with the work. I tell people at times, I was like, this week, I got things going on at home. I can't take on that. Somebody else has to take it on. People respect that. You know, you have to speak up. We overcommit ourselves when we're high achievers. And then we, we forget to take care of ourselves, take care of the important people around us. And that's really what balance is about. So once you get clear of what it's looking like when you're in the flow or, and everything is working, then you can just communicate it. It's really that easy. 
communication is so important. And it was funny, Nancy and I were watching uh, a YouTube video of breakfast and it talked about one of our favorite books, uh, the five love languages. And mm -hmm. if you think about the, the relationship between um, your significant other and yourself, it's really, really important to find out what their love language is. And that's done through communication. It's asking and creating boundaries, I think is also really important between work-life balance and whether you're still in a nine to five or you have your own enterprise, you know, Nancy and I are very stringent on the time that we do work. And again, sometimes those boundaries need to be crossed a little bit if there's some fires that need to be put out, but you know, we, we never start work before 10 o'clock. We get up at six, the first four hours of every day of the week is dedicated to us. And we're typically wrapping up around six o'clock after you, as we're recording this podcast, I'm done. Um, mm -hmm. And, and that feels good to have those boundaries and too many people all too often give too much of themselves to things that don't deserve them or are not that immediate. Certain things can't wait, but most things can wait. And I think it's a, it's a, it's a delicate balancing act that you have to determine what is important and what is not important to you. Now, now that you've stepped into entrepreneurship and you're it's more of the outside looking in because you do work with a lot of people that are transitioning, that are looking to step up their game and they're looking to become uh, more of a, a high performer in what they're looking to do. What would you say is a reoccurring theme or borderline problem that you are hearing with a lot of the clients that you start working with, that you're helping them work through that a lot of people listening to this podcast could totally resonate with? Mm. Clarity of self and influencing others are probably the key two things that come up the most is that how do I get people to do things? How can I influence people or attract them? And then it's, and who am I? And what is my purpose are the two. Mm -hmm. And, you know, what I would tell people is that you already know it's already around you. You're already attracting those people. And if you're, if, Think about the people that you look up to, people that you've been around. Um, what is it that you value about them? Because there's people at my workplace that I, I value so much about them because they're trustworthy, they're sincere, they work hard. There's things about them, qualities about them that I really value. So you can look in your own life and think about those people that, you know, um, you would turn to when you need to talk to and see what qualities about them that really you admire. Because those most likely that's something that you want to instill, you see for yourself as your higher self stepping into. Then the next thing about influencing others is the first step to ever, you know, influencing anyone is acknowledging them. When you want anybody to uh, be able to listen to what you have to say or anything, it's meet them where they're at. Who doesn't want to be, you know, um, acknowledged for who they are with the hard work that they're putting in or how they're showing up. You know, so acknowledging other people is so key before you can take the take the conversation in any other direction than that. You know, they say that they feel a lot of resistance. Resistance comes from, you know, with their partner, whatever resistance, well, oh, I'm not going to do that or whatever. It's because the other person doesn't feel like they're gotten. 
Um, and so when you start to talk to them and say, Hey, like I talked to my husband, sometimes and I say, thank you so much for, even if it's a little thing, thank you so much for, you know, filling up the gas in my car. I know he's an active service person, right? And so, um, you, I said, no, I don't know when was the last time I've even had to gone to go fill up the tank because you always just take care of it. And I just want you to know that really means a lot, even though he wasn't expecting it, but just by me saying that, acknowledging it, he's going to first thing, he's going to do it more. <laughs> Second, now, if I come in with, Hey, I had this conversation. Now I've got his attention and he's going to engage with me right? When we're passing each other by and speaking and he's not engaging, it's because he's just in his own world and I haven't met him where he's at, right? So I want you to tell the people, the audience that are listening, you already know the things that you need to do. Take the extra time to do that because that's what the world needs is more connection, more acknowledgement. I love what you said about meeting the person where they're at. And I think all too often, and I've said this before on podcasts that uh, people end up looking at it from their point of view, and they're really not taking a deeper look at the other person's point of view. I call it the PSP, the passenger side perspective. So most people are looking at it from the driver's side perspective, how it makes me feel, how, you know, how I want to look at it. But you need to put yourself in that person's shoes, whether it's a coworker, a client, your boss, your spouse, your significant other, to truly understand exactly how they feel, what they're saying, and how you can better openly communicate with each other. So I think that's so, so important. So- And I think you get that, Scott, because I felt that about you even before before we started recording, I said to you, thank you for what you shared because you met where I was standing. You know, you said something that really resonated with me and made me understand well, what, what, it, what it meant to me is that when you, the way you communicate is that you understood where I was coming from in my frustrations, I got gotten. And then I was like, oh, that does make sense. Why I never, it never really resonated with me. And that's really important. It's like you met where I'm at and said exactly what I needed to hear where you caught my attention. And that's exactly what we're talking about is taking that extra time to meet people where they are. What I'm starting to learn is that being relatable Mm -hmm. is an art. Mm -hmm. Not everybody is good at it because what I feel is that when you get to a certain level of success, whether it's social media status or monetary status, a lot of people lose touch with their relatability to people that are a couple of years behind. Mm -hmm. But for me, I am always so present with my journey. I, I remember what it was like Four short years ago, when I was diving into a lot of this, I remember five short years ago, when I literally just closed my last gym filing for personal bankruptcy. And it's only been again, in the last five years that things have ramped up. So I always stay in touch with how everything progress through where it is right now. And I think, again, being relatable to everyone, no matter where they are, I I can relate to the new entrepreneur. I can relate to the successful entrepreneur. I can relate to the person that is kind of plateaued. And they're like, what direction do I need to go in? Because I've been through all that. And you know what? I'll go through it again at some point. It's the ebbs and flows of life and business. Absolutely. You said it beautifully. And I think- you, what you said is that you you have gratitude and you honor the journey that you've gone through. 
And because you're so in tune with it, it's, it's also self-acknowledgement, right? You did self-acknowledgement for yourself. That's why you're able to be connected and acknowledge others. This is like primal, like key to anything. If you want to great, gain more connection with people is not only, you have to know who you are, see, be in touch with where you've come from, and then also see others from those eyes as well. It's, you said it beautifully. Thank you. Thank you, Maureen. So let's talk about um, your amazing new Upstart podcast. And it is fast growing. It's called The Unleashed Leader. And I think everyone is is wanting to learn how to become a better leader, not just leading others around them, but leading themselves. Because it can't, again, if you can't lead yourself, you can't lead other people. So right. let's, let's talk about the podcast a little bit. And obviously, people are going to be able to check it out through the description of this episode. But tell us about the podcast, who it serves, and what people can learn by listening to it. Right. So it's the unleashed leader. And it's really just that And you can check it out by going to the unleashed leader podcast.com. Um, and what really it's what you just said, it starts with your self leadership. Okay, so we within everyone, there's some aspect of leader within you. So once you start to tap into who you are, you get very clear, and you start to really create those boundaries for yourself that that are unique to what you need for to sustain your life. So you can show up as your best self and not just, it's it's that um, ebb and flow like you talked about it. And it's not just, you know, give, 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 but also being able to take for yourself and take care of yourself so that you can continue to give, right? Building that cycle. That's what we're talking about with the unleashed leader. Once they become completely whole with themselves, they're unleashed to be whatever it is that they need to be in whatever situation that, that they're put in. And that's what we ultimately, no matter what situation you're in, God forbid you're in a burning home or, you know, whatever situation, whether good or bad, you'll be able to show up as your best self. That's when you've reached the unleashed leader, which you, if you see, watch the, see the video in the back of my thing, you are limitless. You, you're the only person that's getting in your own way. So let that let that shit go, <laughs> you know, like, let that go yeah. and <laughs> release yourself and be free to whoever it is that you want to be. So that's what we, we talk about is we're giving, you know, um, our, our thoughts, you know, our thought leadership of what it takes for us to be unleashed. You know, I come from a, uh, immigrant background, my family migrated here. So there are things that I've gone through, right. As I've grown up, I've, my mother was a uh, bipolar schizoaffective, which also had an effect on how my upbringing, um, and then how I show up in the world. Right. And Alexis, who is uh, my co-host, she's there from Canada and she has her background that she brings into it and her challenges. She's got small boys, but she you know, was working on her career, her entrepreneurship. So how do you make, make everything work and still be an unleashed leader is what we're talking about. And that's what we help our listeners. So, but yeah, definitely. I love that. And, and again, uh, the link to that will be in the description of this episode. So before we wind down to the final question, mm -hmm. tell a little bit uh, of the audience what you have going on, how you help people and how they can find out more about what you do. Yes. So we're just released a new mini course. Um, and to get to that mini course, if you're interested, if anyone out there is interested, you can actually go to influence anyone anywhere now.com. So it's just that influence anyone anywhere now.com. And that'll give a, you that little, uh, if you're wanting to work on your own self-confidence, 
uh, stop second guessing yourself on decisions, uh, you know, influence anyone anywhere, then that's the mini course for you. It's free. Um, and yep, yeah, I'd love to have people be a part of it. Awesome. And all that information, again, will be in the description of this episode. So you can connect with everything that Marina is doing. So final question before we sign off, what does success truly mean to you? What does success truly mean to me is being just that unleashed and limitless. And uh, no matter where I am, it's no amount of money, health, relationship, whatever. It's just being completely whole with who I am is really what success means to me. I love that. I, I've, again, I've done close to 300 episodes and over 150 interviews like this. And not one person said it's been a specific dollar amount. It's a, it's a feeling. And I think you described that perfectly. And I just want to thank you again so much for being here today and the love and the light and all of the golden nuggets that you brought to today's episode. Thank you so much again for being here. Thank you again for having me. Absolutely. So everyone, again, all of what was mentioned in today's episode, the podcast, all the programs that are going on, you can check that out in the description of this episode. So everyone, please enjoy the rest of your days and I'll talk to you next time. Bye everyone. Thank you so much again for checking out today's episode. And if you are listening through iTunes, Spotify, wherever you are, please leave me a rating and review. Let me know what you loved, what you would like to see improved or ideas you have for future episodes. And if you are interested in taking your business to the next level, don't hesitate to go to my website, www.scotterin.net where you can schedule a free discovery call with me where I can learn more about you, your business, what you're struggling with and how we can work together. And don't forget to check out my wife, Nancy and mine, our free community on Facebook called LinkedIn Leads for Life. We would love to see you in there. Have a great rest of your day and thank you everyone for your support. Grateful for each and every one of you.